about something very special, something very challenging, something very difficult. But before we discuss this, I want to introduce the one, the only, Legend Pop. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. I don't appreciate your tone, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, so we are doing one of our other format uh, episodes where we, <laughs> I, 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 you have we really, words we really struggle. We really struggle to explain like what we do each show. Like this is the regular format. No, this is what I've been calling. This is simply the best. I probably won't title it that this week. Just, you know, I don't know. I think titles have, have a play into what ends up, which shows end up getting listened to more than others. And uh, some of these don't get as listened to. Fair enough. So yeah, I mean we're we're discussing stuff. We always pick a topic, uh, whether it be a favorite movie, favorite you know um, actor, actress, you know stuff that they've done, things that are um, popular that we love. They're not popular like in the masses because this is really our thoughts, our opinions. We're not pretending to be experts here. We're just fans that love a lot of this stuff, and we like to discuss how we yeah. feel about things. Well, it could still be popular in the masses, but these are just our favorites, not not necessarily the best, but some of our favorites. And I know you've struggled with this uh, this uh, topic, which you haven't said yet. But, uh, you know, I, we, we, we want to put the disclaimer in there that this list can change this stuff that obviously both of us have probably forgotten to include. So, you know, don't don't hang us at the stake yet. You know, if, if a movie or something we, we feel like we've missed. Sounds good. So we are going with music this time. So a little different. We're traditionally going the movie route and TV shows. We're going to be doing movie scores, movie soundtracks. We're going to do our 10 best from the 80s. What a can of worms. What a can of worms. (laughs) I I know you're struggling with this one. It's it's because, you know, like I know like the cliche concept is like you know i'm a big 80s guy you know like oh you do like the synth wave you do all the stuff you love 80s stuff i don't pretend to remember everything from the 80s but i know stuff that like sparks really important parts of things that i remember and you know i was able to come up with some stuff but like you said there's just going to be things that 
like you might say something i'll be like oh you know like that's you're, you're right that's totally right you know or right. you're gonna be like what the hell are you thinking you know which is usually the case so yeah. that's fine and we 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 should also mention before we get into it we're gonna we're trying something new right whether yep. it comes out bad it doesn't come out at all for all i know we're, we're trying it for the first time so we're gonna play some music in the background hopefully from the movies that we are selecting and i'm i'm at the controls here so i might not have everything benny selects i definitely don't have everything that i'm even selecting so we're just trying something a little different where you can hear some of our you know what made us pick these things from these movies basically so let's see how it actually goes this is our first time trying this so yeah you know we're just fans yeah i was gonna say what we usually do is we start from the bottom you know like our least of the best favorites not necessarily the worst in any mean and then we just work our way up and as we get to our top five we'll potentially spend a little more time you know discussing each one yeah well let me ask you before we go into the list now this ranking i know you still were throwing it together now this is not like your ranking of movie wise it's actually where you feel the soundtrack is of the movie or score right yeah correct so that's that's the way i feel also uh i mean many of the top stuff is some of my favorite movies but it's this is purely a list of scores and soundtracks from these 80s movies that reinforce the movie it makes the movie more powerful to us and 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 for that it makes the movie better and or or just has a great soundtrack and score in the movie not necessarily is is all that good anyway totally i have a couple honorable mentions i don't know if you have any at all I barely came up with 10 just without <laughs> without stretching okay, so my brain. <laughs> I'll rattle mine off then. So uh, Indiana Jones uh, and the Temple of Doom. We could put up that you could put up any Indiana Jones, right? For uh, last not last crusade came out in 90. I'm not sure. Yeah, Either way, was- Temple of Doom came out in, in the 80s. Uh, that's an honorable mention for me. It's an iconic theme. I'm not as big of an Indiana Jones fan as some people are, but it's an iconic theme that's still resonates 30 years later it, it it belongs on a top 80s list for score in my opinion john williams uh, another one that has a good, really good score and soundtrack is my wife favorite one of her favorite movies is labyrinth with david bowie did not make my list uh i also wanted to give an honorable mention to cats for joe because i know it's one of his favorite theatrical not theatrical theater uh, shows so we want to put that on there even though it's not a movie you know uh joe's a big cats fan in case you didn't know but those are my honorable mentions i totally did not know that interesting there's, a, there's probably a reason you didn't know that but let's do let's start with your number <laughs> 10 while you're uh you you're you're going over it maybe i could look it up maybe i have it on my computer we could pull up some sound and see how this goes so I had one honorable mention, if anything. Um, oh, all right. Not so. Mine would be Goonies. Because uh, I'm not a big Goonies fan, but I do appreciate a lot of the music from the movie, the theme song, and other scenario. Like I feel like the yeah. most repetitive part of this is going to be like there's something iconic about a theme for a lot of these movies. Right. Um, well, that's a that's a, that's a key thing with '80s movies in general. I feel like that really. That, that started the theming. I mean, Jaws in the 70s, but beyond that is like all many of these movies has their own central oh, that, theme. Star Wars, you know, early on. Too. Yeah. But yeah, no. Well, so, I mean, we, 
when, when I made the list, we were kind of going through it, and uh, Julie was mentioning titles if it was or wasn't on my list, so she got some spoilers. And she mentioned Goonies, and I'm like, I'm not really a big Goonies fan, but like, what's the theme to Goonies? And she couldn't even say it anyway, so I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I could include that. You can't even say what the theme is. Well, you know, you have you have a popular song in the movie, but then you have the music itself. Like, unfortunately, I'm, I'm right. not. Gonna, I don't know the composer off the top of my head. No, no, no. I got it. It's an honorable mention. It's an honorable mention anyway. So yeah. Like I remember the Nintendo game. I like this version. <laughs> you don't need to down. You don't need to play the real song. No, yeah, me I'll, I'll, I'll let you sing it. I'm fine. <laughs> Benny, Benny is also for our audio listeners is also playing uh, a very high guitar or guitar. <laughs> maybe I don't know which one he's doing, but he's very high up on it. He's he's got it high up. He's rocking it. <laughs> he's slapping the bass, man. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it for that. Well, which, Sorry, which so I was getting, I was getting a text message from the wife at that moment, so just trying to juggle. Um, my number ten is going to be the Lost Boys. Another Julie, another Julie pick. I don't have it at on here. Okay. <laughs> I, I like the Lost Boys as a movie. I don't like the sequels. Um great variety of, of music in there um you know there's just a lot of a lot of music that just fits the feel of the movie and as you listen to it it just it just vibes with it and i remember you know watching that movie and being kind of immersed in the music and there wasn't a lot of movies like that like another movie like that i can compare for that with me would be uh it's not part of the list because it's a different era but uh the crow Crow's soundtrack is like one of the best, in my opinion, when it comes to like the comparison, you know, as far as like it tells its own story while the movie's telling its story, you know? So yeah, the Lost Boys definitely like when we're going through it, it came to mind and the, the Cry Little Sister is just like it's such a it, can iconic. you hear it now? I, I I do hear it, yep. Yeah, I don't have it in iTunes, so I had to move over to title. But this is, yeah, definitely the most. I, I know the song. I'm not super familiar with the movie, but I do know the the song. Marilyn Manson recently covered, who's been canceled, but uh, it's a good song. <laughs> I mean, another great part of this soundtrack is saxophone player Tim Capello, who's also the set crazy, sexy sax man in the movie, um, who has also performed with one of Paul and I's favorite bands. I can say that right. Consider them one of your favorite bands, like as far as current music, maybe? Or am I stepping my that's, bands? That's, yeah, I think you're stepping in a little bit. But, All right, uh, so one of my favorite <laughs> bands. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Paul, Paul appreciates their first album. But, They're uh, the a frequently band, the, listened to band. How about that? Yeah, yeah there you go. The band Gunship uh, is one of yes. my favorites. And Tim Capello has not only been on their previous album he's actually going to be on their next album as well so it's cool to uh reminisce and remember all the stuff he did with this movie and to see him do stuff now so that's my reasons for lost boys how about you what's your number 10 well you know what i really need to i need to go back and uh not go back just even go for the first time to that movie because i don't know if i've ever really sat through it and it was on the uh 
in the search of darkness right i think it was on there because alex winters is, is uh in there also you know from bill and ted and and he's in, he's in that movie right if right. i'm remembering correctly uh yeah I, i've never really given that movie a shot i hear it's good it's very 80s from what i hear but benny's gonna have the spoilers here as i'm typing up my number 10 which may be a little bit of a surprise but my number 10 is scarface now i think this movie is pretty overrated for for a time at least it was pretty overrated uh but the soundtrack is is really good really really good have a lot of songs in here that many people will associate from grand theft auto i feel like because many of these songs carry over into grand theft auto and uh it's a good movie it's a very 80s movie and the songs as hopefully you guys are hearing in the background this was like the main theme push it to the limit they're 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 my favorite part of the movie actually my this is even more baffling which is something i just figured i found out relatively recently this is my mom's favorite movie i'm like really? i don't know what that really said i don't know what that says about you like a drug lord and <laughs> <laughs> say hello to my little friend and all the cocaine and everything and i'm like really yeah I, I don't know, I'm not, not too sure but this is my number 10 i thought it was uh probably an unexpected pick for me because it's not like i said it's not like what a movie that i'm crazy about but for like 80 soundtracks this is iconic to me. It's a good movie. I, I just think it's it's long, uh, and it's and, and to me, everyone was like on the bandwagon. All the freaking Guidos and you know were all jumping on this bandwagon for a Spanish guy coming from Cuba to America. Like I don't know, pick pick a lane, but push it to the limit, baby. And it's got Rush Rush. You know she's on fire. I just remember in Grand Theft Auto when they would play like she's on fire and then like the, the vj would come in like oh she's on fire she's having some hell of a night like catch her up she's on fire it's funny the thing is you said vice city i think that this is in grand theft auto 3. it might have been i i, I didn't the play story the, the story of vice city is basically the story of scarface right but the music, music. i'm pretty sure is in grand theft auto 3. yeah got it Cool. This music's extremely difficult to find also, by the way, currently. But it's a really great soundtrack if you could track it down. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Very popular song. I think I think how much like other people have parried it, parried it, parried it. Right? I'm, I'm, <laughs> You're right. Is it, am, I, am I having uh Yeah, I think I'm having a moment. A stroke, maybe? Okay. <laughs> you know, people like South Park, they do their version. They're totally inspired yeah. by that, you know, like really cool. Awesome. So uh, my number nine is going to be Beverly Hills Cop, the original. Oh, boy. Let's see. This was another one. And it's like you, it's almost like you were in the room for the discussion, but you weren't in the discussion. And and the funny thing is, both of these movies are not movies that I picked on on uh, on my list. I mean, it's one of my favorite uh, 80s themes, like of all time. It's just such a cool, cool hook. Um, so simple. Great movie. You know, the, the sequels, not so much as usual. A lot of 80s movies, sequels weren't as good as the originals. But, uh, you know, unless, unless it's Ghostbusters 2. But we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't 
don't don't start on that. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's a it's a it's a sound that is still used to this day. My son spends a lot of time on YouTube, and I always hear random weird videos, and then I hear the Beverly Hills theme. I'm like, what the hell's going on? It's so weird, you know. But yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find it because I don't have it. I don't remember who who does it. I know it's an instrumental theme. Yeah, I can't find the original, unfortunately, right now to, to play it in the background for you. All good. We can just move on. <laughs> like I said, we we can kind of tank through some of these. So, because yeah. for me, a lot of them are going to be based on the theme for the most part. Because I'm not going to. I'm not right. Gonna like the scores. Yeah, and that and that is an iconic theme. theme. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And now we're approaching my number nine, and Benny is getting spoiled for it. And it's a song that we actually were playing just to test this in the background. And the reason that this is so deep on my list is because I prefer the sequel as a movie, and I prefer the sequel score also. But this is the origin, so this is still has it has some really good tracks on it. Still, this is uh, the Terminator, the original Terminator movie. Brad Fidel and uh, the original theme hopefully playing in the background iconic still for me it still it gives me a little gives me a little chill hearing it it's like I, I, it's one of my favorite themes of any movie of all time but I prefer it again like I said in the second movie which is a 90s movie so I would be remiss to not include it on my list but it is deeper on the list than probably many people would expect fair enough Good choice, though, nonetheless. Um, yeah. Just to throw it out there, I mean, I hate to say it, but um, you know, we're gonna hit, we, we're hitting that trend already, which is uh, Terminator's on my list as well. So it was my next, my next one. So funny enough, uh, we don't really have to discuss much of it. Uh, it's the opposite for me with the movie. Like, I don't really like the original Terminator movie that much. Um, I obviously, I watched it as a kid, but I really. I connect with two like you uh, for a lot of reasons. I don't like him as the villain. I, I do prefer him as that hero. So um, the music is definitely like 80s at its, 80s at its purest. Um, yeah. But I feel like it feels more like a video game more than a movie, you know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's good. It's just the theme was what got it in the list for me. So there we go so yeah, I mean, can, this can, is this is one of my favorite tracks from the scores the tunnel chase and it's very very 80s yep yep so then we will be doing my <laughs> number eight I'm sure Benny is seeing again as we go through and pick um uh, from my iTunes library and he's seeing on the screen sharing another one of my favorite films this is a Danny Elfman score and it is Beetlejuice if the music is not playing in the background in the recording this is going to be an atrocious episode by the way because we're kind of laying out at certain points for the music to at least play a little bit in the background but this is an iconic score. I love this movie. This is one of those movies on my list that could definitely be moved up 
probably a good amount of spaces because the score is awesome and the movie is awesome. Definitely one of my favorite movies of the 80s. Uh, there's not much to say about it. Yep. This is Danny Elfman clicking on all cylinders, you know, getting in that groove. That uh, Oingo Boingo feel, without a doubt, I feel. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this is him basically preluding to Batman, right? Which yep. is going to be on both of our lists, and, I'm sure. And you, and you can hear it if you hear it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so, look at all the cast. You know, you, you got Keaton carried over. You got Burton directing and, and Danny Elfman scoring. And, you know. Yep. Attention, game more choppers. <laughs> and this was my next movie, too. So we're we're kind of <laughs> speeding through it at this point. So maybe I should do my my uh my next one what do you think yes yes if beetlejuice is your pick we should probably move on to your your number seven then okay right yeah or your number six, no, six. Was... My number six yeah my number six right okay so my number six is going to be conan the barbarian <laughs> an iconic score from what i've read but uh, I don't really recall. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. You know, it's funny that I feel Arnold's movies, a lot of his his themes for his movies have like a very similar vibe, like Total Recall, Terminator, and Conan. They have like that orchestral buildup, you know, with the timpanis and the drums and all the different layers of percussion it just it's just an iconic buildup like i just remember it's like it sounds like an army marching uh, as far as the conan you know if you look at conan the barbarian it's just dun, 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 dun. there it is guys yeah, got it ready to go hope you're hearing it if not you'll just pretend that i'm doing it you can hear it i hear it now oh that's interesting so even even though you can't you're not looking at that particular screen now yeah, I know I, I can hide my neck. I can hide my next thing from you now. Yes, you can. <laughs> you're probably using YouTube now, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm using Title. But before I I stopped the screen share and then switched it to Title because you're just seeing my iTunes window. You're not seeing my whole desktop. Right. Yep. So such it's I watched this as a kid. Definitely not a kid's movie by any means. But like right. to me, this is one of my favorite Arnold movies. We've discussed that before. The music is is just awesome. Um, the freaking there's an orgy scene in the movie. The music just fits. <laughs> it's perfect. It's just it's epic, epic in so many ways. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm actually just listening. You know, I don't. Yeah, I'm not super good. familiar, like I said, with it. And I get I get your thoughts on uh, on a being like an Arnold sort of thing, right? There's another movie that I need to go back and, and rewatch. I own both uh, Conan movies, but I need to go back and rewatch them. It's been a long, long time. It's a good pick. Thank I you. like it. Oh, there it is. Uh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we'll go so, back? Hold on. Nah, it's okay. Yeah, this feels this feels like another movie on my list a little bit. We're gonna we'll get to it. Yep. Cool. So since you did six, I still have to do 
seven, right? Yeah, I still need to do my number seven pick. So this one you're going to know almost instantaneously from me selecting. Uh, and I would be... Oh, no, I might not be on your list because we've had this discussion before. But this is of my birth year, this movie. Another one of my favorite movies of the 80s and another awesome soundtrack. This is Ghostbusters. Ray Parker Jr., who gets the credit for this, even though he ripped off Huey Lewis and the News. Interesting story with this movie. I don't think we've discussed on the show. Uh, Huey Lewis was supposed to do the soundtrack to Ghostbusters. He ended up doing Back to the Future instead. So when Ray Parker came in, they gave him, oh, this is what, you know, we the kind of sound that we want. And they had him listen to a Huey Lewis song. And he basically ripped off the Huey Lewis song. And then eventually there was legal issues with that. And, and they ended up losing Ray Parker and, and I guess Columbia or whoever, you know, the Ghostbusters people and Ray Parker won. But it's never really been disclosed as to how much money or whatever. So this is essentially an unofficial Huey Lewis and the News uh, song. I believe it rips off New Drug by Huey Lewis, if you if you want to look that up. I don't know if you knew that before. I did not know that. So you get trivia, you get everything on this. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd give you a trivia too. For those that don't know, um, I was part of a charity cover of this song done by the Synthwave community. Um, I helped with the production. I did uh, some background vocals for some of the parts. And I actually did the ghost laugh, the menacing laugh at the beginning of the track. Um, if you look up the artist Pretty Glass Folk on uh, Bandcamp, you can look up their Ghostbusters cover and check it out. It's actually a really cool, you know, like not super modern take on it, but, but it's got like the guitars, it's got the vibe. And uh, he got about maybe 10 or 15 artists in the scene, well-known singers, all sing different parts to get through the song. Pretty cool. Cool. So, I don't know if I should just jump on, to my number on. six. My favorite part. Hold on. Shh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, you can turn it off now. So, maybe, should I maybe do my number six then? Yeah, might as well. Since you have it. already done it, and, and I'm assuming, like I said, Ghostbusters is not on your list then. It is not. Okay. Because I, I would say at least, back to at the least spoilers at least, for Benny. I would say at least two of mine are not on your list at the minimum, maybe three. The other ones, I'd be shocked if they weren't. Unless I just screwed up and dates wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're all 80s. <laughs> While it's not the original, I could not have. I couldn't have not included this. Uh, I'm not putting Return to Jedi, I'm putting Empire Strikes Back, my favorite Star Wars movie, on the list. John Williams, uh, like I said, it's not the original score for A New Hope or the first Star Wars movie, but it is still an iconic score and arguably one of my favorite movies on this list, which is becoming a recurring theme because 80s, you know, both of us are childs, children of the 80s and we love our 80s movies and they, you know, are nostalgic for us and we hold them so close to us and empire strikes back like i said my favorite star wars movie uh probably one of the best scores for any of the star wars movies i do like some of the prequel work i do like uh revenge of the sith uh, i like the phantom menace duel of the fates 
Uh, the new trilogy, not so much. But uh, Empire Strikes Back is still a great iconic score to fill in for an amazing movie and the best, the best Star Wars best. movie. Simply well, the best. It's not on my list. It just, I, I it knew it was one of those obvious movies. Like, I can appreciate it. I did listen to it a lot as a kid. But other movies have just had a bigger impact, like, for me. You know, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a Star Wars I get Wars it. Movie, I get it totally, a, honestly. Yeah. Because, like I said, when we started this, this is not a... Of a movies, this is a soundtrack and scores list, and I just felt like Star Wars is is I'm such a big Star Wars fan. I have to include it on my list, and that's something again that could move around. I could see that being moved below Beetlejuice and Ghostbusters just because it wasn't the first movie to introduce us to those songs and those themes, you right. know. So there's not really many other seek. There's not really any other sequels on my list at all. So that's the only sequel that's on there, and I I feel like we never talk Star Wars and we never put them on any of our lists so this this is the first time we have to i like threw it in there and put it put its place on my my favorite list oh fair enough so hmm. that was my number six now we'll be ready for your number five okay so my number five is probably really high in your list (laughs) so uh, we might as well get it out of the way now for me uh which is going to be batman 89 uh, yes. Great, great, great soundtrack. Great score. Now, do you do you want do you want the Prince or you want the Danny Elfman? See, that's why I'm saying they're both great. I love the Prince side of things. Yeah. Oh, I got a live one here. So good. I don't care. You don't have to listen to it. You get me doing now. <laughs> you you requested it as we were testing this stuff out beforehand, so I, it's only fair that I play it for you. Guys. So good. I used to listen to this on the highest oh. volume in my dad's car on weekends. <laughs> it's really awesome. It's it's really awesome that th- this movie got a soundtrack and a score, and both of them it's are ass. iconic for in the movie. And yeah, and and it's on my list. Uh, I'll get a when when I, when we get to my area. I guess we'll play the Danny Elfman side of it. We could talk the Prince side of it now, but you know for, the movie has some iconic songs that he made for just this movie, and arguably just as iconic as the Danny Elfman stuff. Agreed. You know you like Bat Dance. You know I tend to be a little bit more of a fan of, of Party Man, which is also great. That's just me. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. So good. You would you would think I'm not a musician because I just sound like <laughs> I'm in a bar <laughs> drunk and just <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. And it's just an epic movie too. It's like a complete package. Yeah, I mean, it's our first uh, dark and gritty Batman, you know, differing from the old 60s Batman. Yep. Great. I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about it after and play some of the Danny Elfman uh, stuff. But that's that's a great pick. That was your number five, right? Yes, sir. So my number five 
I would be surprised if it's also not on your list, but it may have been missed because we know how we threw this kind of together. But I love the score. It's not this on my, my fate. Oh, I, I, boy. I, can, I can appreciate it, but yeah, it's not. I think when we get towards I'm, the top, I'm a little surprised. See, yeah. When we, to, when we get to the top, you'll see why. You'll say, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> this this is one of the most iconic scores. I'll hum this and I'll I'll play this. We'll play video games and we'll do this as we're playing. Yep. Fuck Dylan, you son of a bitch. This is Predator. Was in our best of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh Alan, Alan Silvestri, who, you know, does some incredible themes, especially in the eighties. He did the Avengers theme now, which is iconic in the two thousands. And kids will know forever because he created that theme. He's really cemented himself. He cemented himself in the 80s with some of these movies. Uh, but the Predator theme, it's just so imposing. It gives you that still that war, that military feel, but like a hunt. It's just, it's got everything you want in an 80s fucking action movie to me. And I love the movie too. Like I said, it was on our li my list for when we did Best and Worst of Arnold. I'm pretty sure it was on my list. Uh, iconic. And as you can hear in the background, it's just fucking kick-ass uh, and they still use it now that's how you know it's kick-ass when they make a new predator movie even if it doesn't connect to the old ones they always tie in this theme good stuff like the machine gun drums <laughs> billy billy what are you doing billy So, number four. I'm going to throw you off for a curveball probably for the next four. So, this will be good. For all four of them, really. Well, you can throw me for a curveball, all four of them. Oh, shit. So, this one's going to be unusual, but relatable in the sense of uh, potentially who's involved with the music. So, the soundtrack is going to be from... Peewee's Big Adventure. <laughs> yeah, that, that that does throw me off a little bit. It's joke. I, I think Joe can appreciate my love for it because it's something that we had spoke about years ago, like many times uh, with, you know, that movie and it same idea, you know, Danny Elfman, just the wackadoo, you know, crazy over the top theme, you know, like that's a theme that will always be in my head you know i i still use peewee jokes to this day you know like with my wife and stuff like that and you know i remember watching this days at a time music's so good you know and like you get that vibe it's just over the top you know it's been parodied also family guy and plenty others have done it yeah when he makes breakfast and stuff, right? That's, that's yep. the main thing that I always and remember this, seeing parodies. And, and, yep, and this music. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat Mr. Cheese cereal. Tunk, tunk, tunk. Tunk, tunk, tunk. Yeah. Danny Elfman, man. Another uh, another iconic. And this is Burton, too, right? Burton yeah. directed. Yep. So this is another. That's why I said it's relatable, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't. I didn't think you would see me picking it. So. Yeah, I could. You know what? I can kind of see it now. Thinking about thinking about you and you know. What a, what a fucking goofball you are. Yeah. 
Did you ever get caught masturbating in a in a new in a porno movie theater too? Why do you ask? Because <laughs> Paul Rubin did. You sure it was Paul Rubin? <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. See, here's 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 a scenario that we didn't discuss and we're a little late to the game now so my next one I'm not going to skip because you're still going to do yours but mine's like does it count if it's an animated movie versus a live action why it's still a movie okay and it doesn't matter I already got some shit for an animated one that I didn't include on here so I'm not I'm not even going to mention it now just to spite my wife so (laughs) But my number four is another continue, another reoccurring person, another person that has done an 80s uh, score, just like Danny Elfman now. But it's actually follows my last movie that I picked. I'm not sure if it is on your list. Probably not, since you're saying I'm going to be surprised by your list. It was. Still to this. I took it off. Yeah, it was. And I took it off. Okay. So, still the most one of the most iconic themes of all time. Back to the Future, from Back to the Future, the first movie. Uh, you know, I'm picking. I'm not picking a sequel here, but it's one of my favorite themes. And, you know, I love listening to movie scores, and the Back to the Future trilogy of of music is just top notch. And this theme is iconic still to me. And I don't know. I love it. It's nostalgic to me. The movie is fantastic. Uh, it's a theme that I used to hum, whether we're going to a theme park or just in general. It's just, I don't know. It, it has sentimental feelings, I guess, to me. It's a great one. And I was going to put it on a, an honorable mention, but like, I don't want to pretend to be a fan at your level, but I love the song. I, I appreciate the movies. You know, but I didn't watch them like that. Like you and I have discussed that before. So, good choice, though. All right. So, so I guess we'll go for it. So Get we're ready. in that top three now, right? Yeah. Yep. Down in the nitty and gritty. <sighs> Spitting and in this my music's hand. like the build-up to your pick, almost. Yeah. Well, if it's eighty-eight if miles an hour. If this movie's yeah, not a, if this movie's not on your list, I, I don't I don't know. I'm gonna be real upset with you, but uh, we'll okay. see. So mine is gonna be something that you're a bigger fan of than me, but I love in a, in a different way. Um, the soundtrack more more so than anything. That would be the Transformers the movie. That's very high for you. Because the soundtrack is very, very, very high. It always has been. More than the movie. You know, like, I like the movie, but the music is... I mean, dude. Like... <laughs> epic. Epic on all levels. Stan Bush is one of my I favorite composers. I agree with you. What, what did you say? I said Stan Bush is one of my favorite composers. Oh, okay. So, you know... He just he does stuff in a certain way, and it doesn't sound like anybody else. You know, he's got a signature. You 
Yeah, I mean, I would consider him. Th- these are his major two hits: the touch and dare. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I do, I do like good. him. I wouldn't listen to anything else besides these, though, from him. And he's tried to recapture and do other Transformer songs. They're not really as good, but I can't spite him for it. He knows it. He knows it's his lane. Right. I mean, for me, like he, um, there was a track that he did. Like he did. It was a cover. So it wasn't his, his own song, but it was one of those scenarios where I he did the tr- the cover better than the original, which was uh, funny enough. The song was uncredited in Turbo Kid, in Turbo Kid, and then I couldn't find it. I went out of my way to try to find it, and then I found that it was a cover from uh, the movie Airborne, uh, the old BMX movie from the '80s. Um, Hearts of Fire. And it's just like, he did such a great job, but I can't listen to the original. I can only listen to his version. Interesting, uh, interesting pick. I'm not going to say whether it's on my list or not. We'll just figure it out as we go. There's only a couple more left, so so, leave it at that, I guess. Move on. Move on. Uh, My next movie, my number three, is uh, one of my favorite movies again. Of all time, uh, probably my favorite horror movie of all time, if that doesn't immediately give it away. But it is a Wes Craven movie. The theme is almost as iconic as the character it is for, and that is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy, we were introduced to Freddy Krueger in 1984. It was a great year, 1984. And this theme by Charles Bernstein is another one of those themes that you know the theme you don't even need to know the movie but you you know the theme that's many of the stuff on my list is if you hear the theme you can almost guess it without knowing the movie the same thing with some of your picks like the the uh, Axel Rose theme from Beverly Hills Cop like I know that theme but I'm not super familiar with the movie you're definitely not familiar because it's not Axel Rose. It's Axel Foley. Nice try, though. He's Axel not Foley. Axel, <laughs> Axel Rose, Axel Foley, whatever it is. But you know what I meant. The theme is, I think the theme is even called Axel or something like that. Yeah. But the Nightmare on Elm Street theme. I mean, if that doesn't. Is one of my. Yeah, makes makes perfect sense. I'm assuming it didn't make your list then. It did not because I'm not a big, not a big fan. You know that. Yes, right. You're more of a Jason fan. Yeah. And believe it or not, the Jason soundtracks are not they're not memorable. You right. know, his 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 chant, if you will, is mama. It's not really a song. So, you know, you can't really count that. Well, I could listen to this as just like it's so haunting and I don't know. Uh, maybe, you know, I just both of us it's the one thing another thing that we share is just our love for horror and while Freddy moved away from it just this theme for the original movie and uh, the possibility of someone coming in your dreams where you feel like you're at your safest and it's so haunting it's a haunting theme agreed and it's very atmospheric simple oh yeah it's so simple so your number do so my last two are going to be like you have been approaching a lot of these have been 
potentially tied to some of your favorite movies coincidentally as well like we did focus or an agreement on this is more about the soundtrack but you know if they're that good there's usually a reason we listen to it because we got it through the movie you know so it makes sense but uh these two movies are funny enough in my top 10 movies of all time but the soundtracks are also up there for a lot of reasons um I feel like you might know one, the other one definitely not. So we'll go with the two first. <laughs> um, two is going to be Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. I've heard of it, never seen it. It is, for me, it's, it's one of the few soundtracks that I, to this day, on a drive commute, I will listen to front to back, front to back, more than wow. once in some sessions. Um, I wanted to cover a particular song on this album for years. Um, it has a theme that it will always be something I'll remember. Um, you know, it's a movie that, you know, it, it has a cult following, but the ones that know it, love it. You know, that's that's what it comes down to. Um, but the music is, is a variety. It's a lot of 80s, you know, um, kind of Motown vibes in there. You have stuff from Vanity. You have stuff from DeBarge, Steve, Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson, Rockwell, a um, little bit of stuff with The Temptations. Um, and then the theme song is uh, done by David, uh, uh, Dwight David. So like this is... Can, can you hear it? Okay, you can hear it. I wasn't yeah, yeah, sure. Yep. So for me, the, the last track on this album, it's called Inside You it's it's really it's me like when i listen back to like the way i write music and the way i'm doing it now more so it's got it's got like almost like the elements of like the, the freddy feel where it has just a lot of the ambient effects and it's not necessarily following a tempo it's following more of a vibe than anything um so it's funny because it's a little uh, dated, if you will, because you get a little bit of like the, the, the Asian keynotes in there. Like, you don't hear that anymore, but you know, it's cool right. to yeah. remember in there. But um, this song takes a little bit of time to build up where it's building up now. Yeah, it's a long track, it's so yeah. over seven minutes long. Yeah, but I love this song because it's just it's so chill. But it, when you when you understand the movie and you watch the movie and you you have a feel for it, this is really the character's journey. Like this is the right. feeling that I get. You know, he's it's really it's 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 an exploitation of like a Bruce Lee kind of film, but it's it's focusing on a on a, on a black character named Bruce Leroy. So it is totally black exploitation. You know, at, at its earliest, um, with when it comes to the '80s movies. But it takes on its own, you know, identity. And I feel like the music really captures that. So, like like I said, this song is the most important to me with this entire track. Because it's just the, the vocals, they're simple. But, like, I feel them. You know, like, you know when you yeah. when you feel when somebody's, you know. I but, feel um, it down in my plums. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's really almost like his conscience is kind of like yeah i've, ne- I've never seen this and uh 
I mean, you're, you're doing a good job pitching it to me. I, I don't know if I would still. Some of your other movies, I said I got to go back and watch this. Eh, not, not totally sure. Yeah, but like, you know, I look, I wouldn't expect you to jump and watch this. This is a movie that, like, the amount of times I watched Superman 2 as a kid, this was another movie that I watched, like, that much. Like, I yeah. watched it a lot as a kid. So it holds a very special place in my heart. My band, Neon Arcadia, the name is heavily invin- um, influenced by the villain, funny enough, uh, Eddie Arcadia, because the Neon Arcadia was supposed to be just me, the Arcadian. So you can see the ties uh, of importance. So yeah, that's right. my number two. All right. Well, now uh, my number two is one that we've already discussed. And I said we would probably end up rounding back to it is we're now going through the score side of it as opposed to the soundtrack side. And this theme is probably one of the most well-known superhero themes also of all time done by Danny Elfman, which is a recurring theme on this episode. This is the 1989 Batman and the Batman theme, which is still alive to this day. We got it in uh, the Josh Whedon version of Justice League. And we got it in Batman, the animated series of different kind of spin on it. But so iconic. I'll, so, I'll never forget that scene. Like, see being in the theater and watching the camera. The logo. Going go through, through. the logo. Uh, yeah. Like, just thinking about it. Yeah, right. That's that's before you said that that's immediately what i thought of and, and now i'm getting chills th- saying it that that's what i thought of remembering watching it for the first time and going through that bat symbol with this theme playing it's, it's, it's stuff like that you don't you don't we really don't get too much anymore especially now because the credit scenes don't really exist as much in the beginning of movies when right. uh what, what i what i said when we watched black widow is it has an opening credit and i'm like that's very odd especially for a Marvel movie. You don't really see opening credit scenes. But this movie really set the pace when it had that. And this is the theme. And uh, I feel like even Batman Returns building on this theme and it opens a similar way, not with the not with the uh, logo, but rather the penguin. Uh, what would you call that carrier being going through the sewers? Yeah. yeah. And theme playing. And it's such an iconic theme. Again, this easily could move on my list to all over to one, you know, yeah. but one of my favorites of all time. Awesome. So, so, yeah, drum roll. My number one, it is easily probably one of my favorite five movies of all time. I literally watched it today and I watched it yesterday, front to back. <laughs> um, my son listens to the theme song and he sings it knows almost all the lyrics um joe also knows this one joe and i have a connection with this one this is the never-ending story you know joe was was a fan of the never-ending story no but we had a lot of dialogue and he was actually able to help me get the soundtrack back when we worked at the retail um, I was not able Retail. to look at it for a while. And yeah, I remember he bought me the soundtrack on CD, which I still have to this day, because it wasn't on like any of the streaming when we had, you know, what do we have in the store? Napster, like stuff like that. You know, like when Napster came back or whatever. 
I don't know. If that's I'm the right version. No, that's a terrible whatever that is. <laughs> I will, <laughs> you sure? Yeah. If you want to listen to it, yeah. There you go. That's the original. Yeah. Going down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, just think of of the Family Guy and yeah, the uh, Stranger Thing, the Stranger Things reference when he yes. sings, when the, the kid sings the song. Yeah. Well, it's the one song. your your yeah part is going to be uh, track yeah. fifteen. Track fifteen is Peter Griffin scene, <laughs> without a doubt. Find it. You're a little too heavy, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> We're going, going down. down. Yeah. Yep. Look, man. It, the movie has such an emotional attachment to me. The music even more so. Again, just like The Last Dragon. Because the, just listening to it, you can, you can follow the story. You know, like when I listen to... You know, a certain point, you know, the theme of sadness, I know where that's at. You know, I know what part of the story I'm feeling. When I listen to the swamps of sadness, I get emotional because we lose our tax. Like, it's just, dude, I can, I probably cry every time I see that part of the movie. Every time, every time, at least a tear, one tear. And that freaking horse dies. What a prick. A single tear. But, uh, this is a movie. I, I, I think to myself, I'm like, if anything could be remade, I would want this to be remade and done really? right. And I would love the lore. I would love to, t- to see more of the lore. Expand. Yeah. There's, there's so much of it because he like the way you are with like Transformers and like your love and the lore and you, you understand it. Like, that's how I feel with what I know for the never ending story, because there's a lot of content out there that's not popular. Like there was a live action TV show that dug in a bit more, which I absolutely loved. Um, I discovered recently that there was an animated TV show. There was two seasons. Didn't even know that until recently. It was on. It's on Amazon, but it's like twenty four dollars a season. Like I don't know if I want to take a gamble because you can't. They don't make them physical. But uh, you know, when it comes to just the way that the story plays out in the first movie it's just done in such a special way i used to love part two but then like i watched it recently and it doesn't hold up part one <laughs> despite the effects it still holds up you don't remember it you don't rem- uh, you know you don't have the same love for it anymore i guess you'd no say. You I saw, I it's, saw it's worse than the you remember it yeah because I, I saw two in the theater with my mom and one is just it's just it's different man like i'm all about the southern oracle like towards the end of the movie i don't know if you even know the movie but you know there's yeah there's this journey that this kid goes on you know it almost feels like what is he what is he going that's the the one where macaulay culkin has the book right is that that i think we're gonna cut this episode short I mean, we could just we could just start talking about uh, Bobby Brown and Ghostbusters too, if you want. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I could talk about Neverending Story all day. I won't, so I will cut it off there. But that is uh, easily my number one, and believe it or not, it would be a tie for number one if this other movie didn't fall into that crack of eighty nine ninety. 
which is Child's Play 2. Okay. Because it's another fucking. What, epic, what's epic. the crack? It means it came out in the 90s then. Like, yeah, like early right. 90s. It's like, this, it's like The Simpsons yeah. from the other. Uh, <laughs> That's why I say, yeah. So my. My number one is a is a huge shock to you, I think. It's gonna be very difficult to toxic event that this was that this was my favorite uh, soundtrack slash score. It's got both going for it. It is one of my favorite uh, franchises of all time, still to this day. It was a dead giveaway, I think. Dead giveaway. It's Transformers <laughs> the movie, and I love it. And very similar to you with Neverending Story, I can watch this front to back whenever. I'm very much anticipating the uh, 4K release. Uh, we talked a little bit about the soundtrack before. The soundtrack is awesome, but the score is also really, really good. And that's uh, Vince Vince DiCola, who was yeah. uh, more famously did uh, Rocky, but he did the score here he did this, uh the soundtrack work for the actual tv show as well all right i'm not in the mood to cry dude you're gonna cry from this Dana? oh you're doing unicorn okay no i yes, don't know not death of Optimus. so we're not going that route we, <laughs> we we shed enough tears during never ending story all right true true but the unicron theme is one of my favorite themes yeah it's great uh orson Welles' last performance uh as unicron and this is this changed the pace of some other movies because the G.I. Joe movie, which came out shortly after this, was originally going to have Duke die in it. And the backlash from Optimus Prime dying in this movie changed, made them change that movie to put him in a coma instead of dying. So that movie would have been probably drastically different, which is a, it's a decent movie. I'm not as big a G.I. Joe fan. That's uh, all Joe. Not the spores. That's all Joe. But (laughs) this Transformers, the movie is one of my favorite movies of the 80s. And obviously the score and soundtrack bang for me. And they hit every note that I want to hit. It's a a soundtrack and score that I run through. Uh, I own it on vinyl. I own it a digital. I own the CD along with every copy of the movie from a bootleg that I think you got me from China to I bought the UK Blu-ray version got the regular blu-ray version i have the 4k one pre-ordered i have multiple copies of it on dvd everyone color colorization looks different on it there's animation fuck-ups throughout the whole movie but it doesn't take away from the score and everything that's with it uh, it's it's epic favorites and here's your other stan bush song which gets parody parried parodied in the movie itself by weird al which is awesome and weird al yeah. You know, it's so Dan cool. Years later, years later, does a voice of a character that is in this scene. You know, Rekgar, yep. they're on Junkion, and his song plays in the movie here. But later in Transformers the Animated Series, he would voice Rekgar and he would do some of the lines from this movie. It was such a great callback. Very underrated Transformers. Wow, we've grown we've Which came out. Uh, shortly after the first movie, it's available on Tubi. I would recommend watching that also. But this is perfect timing for the 4K release. We're like a shill for it right now because the 4K release, I believe, comes out in another week. Yep, buy it, buy it, buy it. But that's right. it, I think. Right? This was this was. Uh, I think I think we did better than uh, we kind of expected to do. 
I agree. This was fun, as it always is. <laughs> the only problem will be if, if the audio, if the doesn't, audio doesn't the doesn't save on, because <laughs> then the show is going to sound very weird with us ducking out at certain points. Right. Well, then you might then you might have to put that extra time in there. Do your work. Do God's work. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. I got another trip. Another trip coming up. Oh, Back I got to scheduled. Disney. You know. I got, I got scheduled diarrhea, so I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. All right, man. This is good. Well, is I want to put one more honorable mention in there uh, because technically it's not a movie. It was shot by a director and it is, I guess you would say it's a short film. And I'm going to steal your complete thunder on it because I know you really like it. But I am going to put Captain an honorable EO. mention. What the fuck? Yep. Captain EO. Benny forgot it and now he can never live it down. But I didn't forget. I waited until the end of the show to put it in there just so I could fuck with him. But Captain EO, not technically a movie, so I can't really give him too much shit. But I told Julie before the show I was going to do that. I was going to put Captain EO at the end just to fuck with you. But I really love Captain EO also. So I really, it's not, it's, it's partially a dig, but partially not because I really love Captain EO. It's one of my favorite shows of F, that F, Epcot's ever had. And you know my love for it, so we don't have to go there. <laughs> Great song. Fucking one of the best bass lines. So what I'm going to do then, so I don't have to edit the end of the show, is we're going to just go out on this song. Do our outro, and I'll make it a little louder, and then that'll just be the end of the show. Sounds good. All right, gentlemen and ladies and everyone. Hee-hee. <laughs> Come on.